previously on the Adventure Zone. And you are being whipped around the room. You're caught in just this whirlwind storm emanating from the center of the room. And right there at the center, you see a bright red sphere. Duck, you see the top side of town. It is 9.35 p.m. And this makeshift canvas installation just explodes. And then it's gone. Uh, Minerva nods and she holds her blade aloft. And then a small rift opens in front of you. And then others all around town open. Let me see if everybody's on board with this. Seems like first up, we got to get the hornets. And then we got to get them distracting the FBI so we maybe can get Agent Stearns back on our side. So he can help us get Mama back on our side. We need about a million things to go exactly right Mm -hmm. before we even get a chance to go to the nether realm and die. Yes, and it's a fine plan, folks. You see in the doorway, Indrid Cold, who says, It could probably use a bit more work. jump right in i'm in already i actually got in before you did just to make sure the water was okay oh how is it how's the scene doing the scene is good i'm already in it yeah but there because the narrator has not joined us we are locked in stasis we are characters in search of an author as in the pirandello play so they've been there for two weeks or what's up i've been there for two weeks locked in perfect stasis until time itself shall turn its gaze upon us and let us resume our merry rolls in this play called Existence. By the way, when you hear thunder and, and rain and stuff, those are all That's sound the angels effects. bowling. We, <laughs> we've added angels bowling to add to the oncoming storm. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a device. There's tears in the floor. There's holes in the floor of heaven. Uh, let's, let's unfreeze everybody. Indrid Cold has just walked into the Cryptonomica. Uh, and he just kind of strides right in past the uh, the, the circle of uh, citizens life. of Kepler. What's that? The circle of life. Yep. He strolls right through it where a zebra's eating a dog or whatever. And uh, <laughs> walks up to you, Aubrey, and Duck. And uh, he says, uh, Aubrey, Duck, it's, uh, uh, it's good to see you. I... Uh, I'm so sorry about Ned. If I had seen that coming, please trust that I would have contacted you earlier. Oh, yeah, Andrew, none of us really saw it coming either. Um, how are you, man? What did, what did, what did a lot? Uh, I'm doing, well, not great. I'm, how should I, I'm doing fine now, but if we uh-huh. don't do anything else, I'm going to be pretty dead tonight, uh, as will everybody. Hey, Uh, And he leans in really close. Uh, Is everybody here cool? You mean like, are they a narc? I mean, are they cool? Oh, you, I mean, I don't know how long you've been out the game, but like, everybody knows now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of, the cat is out of the proverbial bag. The very large cat is out of the very small bag. The interdimensional cat is out of its bag. Has Heathcliff made his way over to Earth? That would be quite a surprise. Might as well have. Okay. Yeah, basically. Um, well, okay, this might expedite things. And he turns to the crowd and he says, hey, everyone, I'm the Mothman. And he pops his glasses off just for a second and turns into the big, hideous, horrifying Mothman and then pops his glasses back on. He says, uh, I can see the future. Everyone I, just nods solemnly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this probably isn't the weirdest thing that you've seen in the last couple of months. I just wanted to... Uh, we have a tendency to just kind of tell people in a trickle one at a time, and we don't have that kind of time. So, Mothman, s- Mystic, see the future. Everybody everybody cool with that? It's weird, right? Yeah, n- nice yeah, to meet you. I'm Thacker. 
just that's it. Uh, Thacker, this uh, what a wonderful introduction. Uh, rich, rich character you seem to be. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm, pre- I'm brand new, so, you know, give me time to uh, to flourish and develop. But the Mothman turns to uh, everyone. I think he's, like, standing in the center of the circle, just spinning, talking to everybody. Uh, and he says, okay, I-, I trust that your own homegrown prophets here have given you the general rundown. This evening, the quell's going to burst through the gateway between your worlds and lay siege to Earth, and mm-hmm. Kepler's going to be destroyed, and the rest of the planet will follow in the coming weeks. And if I follow the basics of your plan, you're going to distract the FBI with some motorbike stunts. Stunts, yeah. Yep. Good so you know, far. When you say it like that, though, you make it sound silly. It was dismissive yeah. the way you said it. Uh, no, it has a decent chance of making it making it through. Um, then you will sneak into the FBI compound. You will breach the archway. You will confront the quell and cease the destruction of both of your worlds. Is that more or less? What what I'm what we're dealing with? Yeah, I don't yeah. like when I hear people simplify a plan. It always thinks it sounds silly. Yeah, it took us a whole like an hour to come up with it. And um, did you get the part where we're gonna find the quail and just crush its heart or whatever, like uh, destroy it, its it, it's egg qua- or wherever it lives? It, it's quail, champ. Not, not yeah, that's what quail. I said. Quail. You said quail like a big old bird, but it ain't. Wait, what yeah, are quail. you saying? No, quail. 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 Here, sit, listen, listen. Quail. Quail. See, quail. See that it, you said quail. Yeah, man, quail. You said quail. quail. It's quail. The Mothman uh, grabs your wrist, duck, and looks at the watch on it. He says, boy, howdy. I, I sure hope that those aren't several minutes that we will need uh, to, to prevent the apocalypse because they are gone now. I came here to tell you there's a problem with your plan, and the problem is that it will fail, and ev- ev- everyone will die. No, it's not, it's not that, Aubrey. The, the quell is a tangible thing, and right now it's using everything under its power to try and knock down the door leading to your world. Think of it like uh, pressure squeezing against the hull of a submarine. Mm-hmm. If you open the... The hatch, the main hatch. I don't know that much about submarines, actually, so this is So why a- did you invoke submarine? Yeah, I, there's not that many other great... An airplane? You open sure. the main hatch of the a- airplane. I'm going to stick with submarines. Not only will the water come rushing in, the difference in pressure could cause a cataclysmic decompression. If you do that, if you open the door to the quell, it will instantly lead to Kepler's destruction. Unless you can find some way to reduce the pressure that the quell is putting on the gateway between your worlds, I'm afraid that all the futures that I see are not going to be rewritten. Hmm. So what's the, I mean, what's the play? Oh, that's all I have. Well? Oh, I see several dozen futures, and all of them lead to the destruction of the world when you just pop open the door between yours. I was hoping that, and I don't know where your future site comes from, but uh, Duck and Company... And and the chosen few, uh, did your and Thacker and Thacker's the name. Thacker. Well, I meant the ones who have psychic visions. Do you have psychic visions, Thacker? I ha- I have some psychic powers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking ahead of time. Yeah, I thought you knew all this. Aren't you like a fortune teller? I was being glib, but um, I guess fuck me. I guess well, have your psychic visions revealed anything more optimistic, Thacker? Yeah, smarty pants. I uh, see a, a a future where we succeed, and everybody is happy, and the uh, the Sylvain people is safe and happy, and the Quell is you know behaving, and this uh this this forest ranger here gets a nice promotion, and what, okay, well, nice what, what sort of ha- person. this is all great. What happens between now and then? I yeah, mean, show your, your show life. your work, Thacker. Well, I ain't Nostradamus. I ain't got it all ripped down or nothing. Okay. It's just I just have a general feeling everything's going to be all right. Sue me. Thacker, I know we don't know each other that well, but what you're talking about is optimism. And frankly, we don't have much room for it currently. Um, what, Andrew, what could lower the pressure, I guess? I don't know. Our metaphors are a little bit labored at this point. So we need to, just to recap, there's pressure pushing on that side of the door, right? 
if we open the door, dead. So we need to do something to distract or to pull the put take the pressure off, but we can't get over there to do it without opening the door. All right. I had a vision. And I I know I don't put a lot of stock in them either, honestly. They've been pretty pretty much bummers at this point. Um but it was Minerva, you opened a bunch of different doors all at once maybe that could make a, a, a vent she looks surprised she looks surprised when you say that why are you look why do you look surprised when i say that <laughs> she says uh, because i did not have that vision duck newton i assumed that the source of our visions were that leo uh, dr drake did you see these this 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 vision and every time every uh, time you say dr drake <laughs> i get so confused why hey. Because I, th- I think you're saying Dr. Dre. Dr. <laughs> and I, and I, I get I'm so excited. I'm also pretty sure Dr. Drake Ramore is Joey's character from Friends on the, on the soap opera he's on. <laughs> okay. There's also Professor Ludwig von Drake, which is a different... Mm. No, this is Dr. Sarah Drake. Um, both of them shake It their is interesting and, to think about. We have characters named Pigeon, Duck, and Drake. Yeah, sure. Uh, they both shake their heads. No. Um, and Minerva turns and says, Duck, it seems like you have had... I watched a VHS of a movie called Minority Report, and it was delightful, and there was a science fiction adventure that took place, and it also had sci-fi future psychics in it, and it was different from how I do it, but um, it seems like you did one of those, and now I guess you're going to have to stop being framed for your own wife's murder or something? No. Well, no, that's the thing about the precogs, is that, they would sometimes have different visions about mm-hmm. how the future would would play out. I, That's what the minority report y'all, was. We're missing the most important thing. Minerva, what did you think of all the eye stuff in minority report? Because it really bothered yucky, me. Yuck, 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 yes, I, yucky. Yuck, right? I've disemboweled plenty of opponents in my time, but even that, I, you hate to see that happen. Hey, to... was Peter Stormare a bit much or what? A little what bit. What do you think, honestly? I, I suppose I could open several rifts to Sylvain, but not not without some sort of knowledge of where it is, without some sort of connection to the world. The only way I see that happening is if I am able to open them simultaneously alongside of the archway. If we can find some way to get to the archway and open it up and synchronize perfectly the opening of that gate and all of my rifts, then possibly I... I, I could do it. We're still going to get a lot of quell coming out if I understand the physics of this this entity correctly. Yeah, but at that point, we then can have, instead of one point, several points and like a whole bunch of people fighting, right? Instead of one thing, right? Isn't that better? As you say that, Indrid's like head leans backwards and you see him just kind of like freeze in place. Uh, and then he- so you have to sneeze? He sighs and he looks around and he says, Interesting. You're trading one trouble for another, if I'm being honest. You are going to invite the quell in large quantities over into our, well, I guess your world, technically. uh, And you're going to have to find some way to stop it from running wild. But if you do that, then the away mission may have a chance of success. What about a moat? No? Okay, that's fine. Yep, cool. <laughs> Even as I said it, I knew that wasn't it. That's fine. Keep, keep going. Minerva says, I will have to put them somewhere, though. I will have to open these doors somewhere, and they will have to be defendable positions, and we will need people at them to defend. They have to also be within my line of sight if I'm going to open them. I can open as many as we need, but uh, I will need to be able to see them all in order to do so. So I will need a vantage point. I do not know this town as well as other people in this room. I don't know why I said that like that, but finding those places and finding those defenders seems like a task for the locals, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's making me wonder if maybe, ooh, would it be a mistake to pit the quail against the FBI? Yeah. I mean, that seems bad to hear it. When you said it, did it feel bad? It felt bad to say it, 
All right, so what's what's the plan here, y'all? We're getting really bogged down in mumbo-jumbo. It seems like if we need a high vantage point, even without its top, that's Mount Kepler, right? It's kind of a mesa now, though, right? I mean, it ain't really much of a mountain anymore. Sure. Uh, Kirby says, uh, I mean, the problem with that is there's no way up the top side. Funicular's the only way up, or... Um, I mean, I guess you could take a pretty long walk through the Monongahela and get there, and you know the tramway's uh, locked down by by some FBI types, so there's there's no going up there. Um, I mean, you could see the whole town from topside; that ain't a problem. It's just a question of getting up there is is not a guarantee. Hey, can any of you superheroes fly? I mean, like in them Marvel movies. By, by the way, did anything ever come of those? Did they? Did, oh did boy, Thacker. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's postpone this apocalypse. We got some movies to watch. Yeah, I'm just asking. So, none of y'all fly? No. I mean, you got all these powers and magics and okay. no, stuff. Mothman raises his hand. Well, te- technically, yeah. I, um... Oh, great. Perfect. Hell yeah, Mothman. You can just carry us up there in a big basket. Um, we can tr- see that's the kind of thinking outside the box that I like out of you, Duckman. That would Thanks. definitely speed this conversation up. Um, I mean, I've been doing a bit of hot yoga, so I, I imagine my <laughs> endurance has increased somewhat. Um, if you'd like, I could also just like grab the guard watching the, the funicular train and fly him way high up and drop him. Yeah, Love let's that. do that. Well, hold on now, shit. I'm just saying there's lots of ways to skin a cat. Or- there's no there's no reason to send this innocent man off to Beef City just because just because we want to ride the 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 sky train. That we can probably just nice. knock him out. Yeah, can yeah, we'll just knock him out. You Sounds know, with, good yeah, to I me. bet I bet with Indrid's ability to see the future, he could judge exactly how high to drop the guard from to just knock him out and not squeeze him. <laughs> Or look in the future and see when he has to take a pee. Also that. And then when he goes to take I a love pee, that. you sneak in, jump on the front canal, and up the hill you go. Hey, just real quick, because I've been gone for a, a hunt or two now. Um, are all of your plan-making sessions this sort of um, slapstick, or yeah. is this a sp- or do you only get this uh, this zany when it's time for the apocalypse? You can always tell how big the challenge is by how zany we are. It's a direct correlation, one for one. So, here's the plan. You're, we're going to hijack the funicular, at which point we're going to head up to top sign. We need to get Minerva to a good vantage point where she can see. She's going to open the portals to vent after we've distracted the FBI agents and we've gotten close to the gate. She will open them as we cross through the gate, and everybody left on this side is going to fight the quell and distract it while we try to find the heart of the quell. Uh, and I'm still holding out hope, maybe finding Sylvain too, balancing that whole mother effer out and making that okay. Does that sound about right to everybody? I mean, it sounds like the stuff we've been talking about. I don't know if I use the word right. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> sounds like we are opening up several doors to hell and inviting the demons and what have you over into Kepler. But I, yes. I, I mean, I mean, we got swords and stuff. The three of us are covered swords-wise. Actually, Dr. Drake, remind me. Gotta get you a sword. But um, uh, I, I think we may be a little bit short-handed. We're gonna, we're gonna need some, some help. Ideally, we could get the whole town. Although we'd have to do so without the FBI finding out, and we got what half a day to to get everybody organized and set up in these discreet battlefields around town. Like, uh, I, 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 you know, if we're gonna do this, we need to get moving. Well, sounds like we need a montage. Dun 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 dun. Punching meat. Running up the steps. Indrid's washing the the Crepes by Monica van uh, in a tank top. I think we should try. I think we should try for the. um, I think we need to try for the Hornets first. I agree. They're pretty. Right. I mean. Okay. Is that so? That's where you you all are going first. Are you all traveling as a as one one unit? I think that will be more narratively interesting. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I agree. I think it's like it's easier. Um, does it? I mean, is the FBI not going to get distracted when we open up crazy little holes to the nether realm? If the vents open up at the exact same time as the archway, then you would need the distraction before the vents. Yeah, it has to happen at the same time. Right. So we do still need the motorcycle super stunt show. Right. You could also use them to help fight, but you know they after do. The- are they not are they not in on this meeting? No, Hollis and Keith. No, I mean you guys haven't haven't we haven't had that moment of reconciliation with them yet. So we agreed that the next important part is we go talk to the Hornets and then we go talk to Winthrop and Muffy. The next most important <laughs> part, right? We can all agree. Winthrop and Muffy is number two. Yes. Um, is it best if I talk to Hollis and Keith or? I mean, I've. I got a flyer I could take. I got kind of an angle to take, maybe. What are you thinking, Dad? Maybe uh, Thacker knew them when they were younger. Maybe when they were were kids. Maybe they came out and did some of the Kepler expeditions. I think that's for sure true. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that would be. True. I think it's probably our best. Considering our current relationships with all the Hornets, like that's probably our best play. Uh, okay, so you all are going to. The destroyed rubble that used to be the hornet's nest? They're probably somewhere else, right? It's been two months. Why are they sitting in rubble? Well, actually, I'm just like, there used to be a jukebox here. Actually, you you do find them at the the remains of the hornet's nest. The... Um, the sort of road off the main drag that led to this this uh, this bar has been sort of crudely rebuilt after just being obliterated by the falling mountaintop. Uh, the ground has been, you know, manually leveled out, and there's just a bunch of gravel leading uh, leading to this, you know, makeshift construction site where the Hornets are now sort of working to uh, rebuild their headquarters. And you can tell as you as you show up here that their ranks have uh, have thinned. Since the collapse, um, you see Keith and Hollis, and they're hard at work alongside uh, ten or so other hornets. And there's a, a group of of hornets, and they're all sitting in the the shade of a nearby tree, eating like an early lunch. And um, what I think are they eating? The, uh, sandwiches. And they uh, th- this group probably is the one that notices your approach, and they set their food down, and um, uh, they they start walking in your direction. Hi, everybody. It's really coming along. Keith and Hollis turn to face you, and uh, Hollis is like instantly kind of upset that you are there, Aubrey. Keith just looks like so fucking tired, uh, and he just turns back to his work. Uh, and Hollis walks over and joins the group of hornets that have sort of come to confront you all. And Hollis says, The fuck do you want? Hey, Hollis, uh, could we maybe talk to you? You know, in private, just one-on-one. It's kind of a big conversation, you know? Uh, Hollis uh, grabs a rag and wipes some sweat off their brow and uh, sets it down and looks at the three of you uh, and looks at you, Thacker, and says, Thacker, Thacker, where the fuck have you been? Hey, Hollis, how you doing, sport? Oh, not crazy about that, but uh, as you can see, and they gesture backwards to the ruins uh and Hollis says yeah not great not great uh yeah thanks to these two uh, Kepler finds itself in a a, a a state of disrepair you might say not sh- not sure how much you missed yeah, yeah yeah I don't remember you being such a pain in the ass Hollis I mean you know six seven years ago you, you uh seemed a little bit more open-minded than than, than you are now L- listen these folks I haven't been here, but you know, from everything they told me, these folks have been doing the best they can. They, they've got a pre- they got a pretty big situation to deal with, and you know, instead of being a jerk about it, why don't you flash back to that that person that I knew years ago when you you were excited about life, you were excited about working, and 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 when there was a bad situation, you always told me, you always said, Mister Thacker. When something bad happens to Kepler, I want to make sure I'm there to make it better. So here's your chance. These folks have been doing the best they can. And so instead of fighting them every step of the way, why don't you help them out a little bit? Did they tell you what I tried to do? I, 
I've I've heard bits and pieces. I'm in and out. It what what doesn't matter what you tried to do? What doesn't matter because what Thacker, you've done before? I fucking tried to do exactly what you just said. The problem is that they decided that they were the only ones who were allowed to help Kepler out. They were the only ones who were allowed to save Kepler in their hour of need. And well, hey, straight straight up, like straight up, Hollis. I. We might have been fucking wrong. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. We we might not have been right about it. Here's what I'm saying now, right? Shit's about to break real bad. I can see the future a little bit. You can my what? friend the moth. I can see the future a little bit. Not great. I have dreams that come to pass or don't. So, but my friend the Mothman is like wild. Your friend with the, the Mothman. My friend the Mothman. Hey, listen, listen, Hollis. You want to play in the Twilight Zone? Here we go. Come on, my friend the Mothman can see the future, and it's gonna break real, real fucking bad. I here's what I'm gonna say. Maybe we we're right. Maybe we we're wrong about cutting y'all out. I have absolutely no clue. But I do know that if y'all don't help us, um, come beat some ass. Uh, on the against the force of evil, um, where we are all just tremendously screwed. Um, I think we've reached the inflection point of manipulate someone, and I think I feel like Duck's the one to do. I feel like Duck is the one who first laid out the this yeah. this plan, and I think Aubrey, if you want, roll help out. Uh, and Thacker, you too. I think all yeah. of you have have helped out. So let's get those rolls first. Actually, let's get Aubrey and uh, Thacker rolling help out, which is plus cool. No. Uh, we, I have rolled a seven plus zero, a seven. Uh, okay. That is going to help. Thacker, Thacker has rolled a seven minus one, which is a six. Mm. Uh, okay. Thacker ain't cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Hollis just says, Thacker, you were, uh, a, a pretty cool sort of camp counselor. I don't know how to describe your job, but like, if you think that's going to make me forget about uh, monsters coming in and slaying my friends, then uh, I, I I don't owe you quite that much. Um, yeah, that's fine. I did teach you how to make lanyards, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the lanyard you're wearing right now. Du- that lanyard around your neck. Uh, uh, duck roll, uh, manipulate someone, plus one, plus cool. Come on. Come on, duck. Oh. Plus cool. cool, Duck. Two, seven. Plus one mix is six. an eight. Plus one. Yeah, plus one is an eight, but I mean seven and eight still both make success, right? Uh, yes, a mixed success. They will do it, but only if you show them something right now to show that you mean it. You start explaining to Hollis what is going on uh, as as per what, what Aubrey suggested. And Keith, Keith walks over and, you know, similarly, like, grabs a bottle of Gatorade and starts to cool off from, from this job. And pretty soon, just like all the Hornets are, are listening in as you describe the, what's going on and describe the plan. And once you get close to the end, Hollis, you can tell, is still just, like, has, has their guard up. And Hollis says, we're not, like antagonists in a Disney Channel original movie. Like, the idea of us stunting over some lawmen <laughs> to try and buy you all time to fight the the big bad. I don't... I want to save Kepler. I don't want to risk my neck and the necks of my whole crew for Sylvain and the people from there because as far as I know... They came to our home and started killing us without reservation. Uh, the the magic and monster stuff that y'all are into, we we don't want anything to do with that. Um, and then you all hear the gravel behind you uh, crunching and turn back to see Jake Cool Ice, uh, who just walks into the center of the circle where you all are describing all of this stuff to the Hornets and... Keith and Hollis both look at Jake and he says, uh, all right. And he pulls his wrist cuff off and his face just becomes this bulbous mound of 
white fur with these big beady black eyes and a uh, protruding snout with a wet black nose flanked by long whiskers uh, hanging over a wide thin mouth. Uh, his his hands just become these flippers that are barely poking out of his shirt sleeves. Uh, Jake Coolice has transformed into his true form, a bipedal enormous harp seal. Ah. And he says, uh, it's not us, Hollis. Whatever's doing this. It's not us. Yep. What Jake said. Yeah, um, I mean, you, there you go. Did y'all know he could do that? Did you know he could do yeah. that? Yeah. Not that, yeah. exactly oh. that, but something, yeah, I assumed. You knew he could turn into something like a seal. Yes. Listen, Hollis, I mean, you know, Jake, you know, a lot of folks around here, I'm betting you'd be surprised how many of them could pull that same trick. It's, the fact of the matter is, we need you. And there are people here that live in Kepler, that are Kepler citizens, that need you. Maybe they're not from Kepler, but they live in Kepler now. They are Kepler citizens, and they need your help. And I think when it comes down to it, no matter what our differences are, and how you might feel about you know the monsters who have hurt people, I think when it comes down to it, you want to help people who are good. Hollis sighs and is just kind of frozen and says, look, I just, I don't. And as they're saying that Keith walks over to uh, a nearby bench and picks up his helmet and walks back over to the group. And he says, I'm in. And Hollis kind of freezes as they look at Keith and, look back at the whole group and sees other people walking over to grab their helmets and Hollis smiles and looks down at the ground and just kind of shakes their head and then looks back up and says, well, I guess that's a consensus. Where do you need us? Everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your big time, big party boy. Uh, all about it, all about dancing and having a good time. Thanks for listening to episode 31 of Taz Amnesty, uh, as we are sort of uh, building up uh, to the cl- climax. God, there was no way out of that sentence, but this is the final arc, and uh, we've actually recorded, uh, we've got a little bit of stockpile prepared, because we're about to go on our book tour, and uh, I'm very excited about where... Uh, this this arc is going, so uh, I hope you are excited to hear that, and I also hope you're excited to hear about our sponsors. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, 
we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hey, thank you to everybody who has been tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. Uh, y'all have been real kind to us. Well, you've been kind to us for, you know, as long as we've been doing the show, but especially as we move into the finale of Amnesty, y'all have been so, so, so supportive. And uh, it just, it means the world. This is very stressful uh, for for all of us as we uh, try to wrap this up in a satisfying way. And, and your support has been uh, just lovely. Next episode is going to go up in two weeks, uh, in, in two Thursdays. So that is going to be on July 25th. So we'll see you then. Bye. So, you know, you got limited time. Uh, what What all do you all want to get done next like what's what resources are you going to try and shore up before uh it's business time uh i aubrey would like to go talk to sheriff zeke goes and goes dewey uh okay yes that is sort of the sheriff's department faction uh and that i think makes sense are y'all going with him um you know what i think that there's going to be a lot of shit going down in the woods and you know in the in the the park, more or less. Why doesn't Thacker go talk to the the people with the Forest Service? Because I assume Duck's going to be busy dealing with something else. Uh, yeah. I mean, Duck, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, that's fine. You go talk to Juno. Yeah, I know who I need to talk to. Ju- Jun- Wait a minute, Juno. Juno Divine. Yeah, she's Juno Divine running- is she's in the Forest Service. Yeah, believe it or not. Oh! Well, no, no, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. She, she loved divorce. That oh, that is, I love it. Did you just do happened. a player to character crossfade? That was so fucking wild. I've never seen anything like that on this uh, podcast before. That melted my brain. It was like Clint started the sentence and then Thacker ended the sentence. Uh, okay, so Duck, you want to talk to somebody else? Yeah, I want to talk to Muffy and Winthrop. Of course. <laughs> Most sure. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Hardens. Hardens soldiers. Uh, okay. Uh, Thacker, you make your way toward the uh, forest service station uh, in in the Monongahela, and I think it's probably it's it's pretty tricky getting there. Uh, first of all, I know that you know these woods. It was sort of your job to know these woods, but it's been <laughs> six years since you've had to do it. So I don't know how much sense memory is guiding you through. Um, but also like you kind of got to take a weird route 
if you don't want to hit the uh, you know, the checkpoint on the west side of town going off the highway. Uh, and since topside is like out of out of service as well, like there's just you're not going through a well-worn trail. You're kind of having to blaze your own. Um, but after, you know, uh, quite a bit of hiking, you find the uh, the ranger service station building. And through the windows, you see it is unoccupied, save for uh, Juno Divine, who you see looking at something intently on a table in the center of the building. Thacker. Taps on the window. You scare the shit out of her. Yeah, that that happens. She she looks and he he, he kind of gives a little wave and kind of a sheepish little grin. She takes a second. You 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 get no recognition from her for just a flash, and then her eyes open wide, and she mouths an expletive, and uh, she rushes to the front door and throws it open, and runs up to you and stops for a second and then jumps in and gives you a big bear hug. And she <laughs> pulls herself away. And she says, where the hell have you been, Thacker? Well, I was on a little adventure. That's kind of what I'm here to talk to you about. Uh, I mean, where'd you go? Like the Adirondacks? Like, wait, six years, Thacker. You could have written me a letter or something? No, no. The Postal Service kind of sucks where I was. I was... I crossed over into Sylvain. Um, I had made a little mission to do, and uh, it kind of went down the old toilet <laughs> and uh, took me about six years to get back. Um, and when I got back, oh, uh, as you know, things have just, they, the pooch has been thoroughly <laughs> screwed Gross. while I was gone. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I was I was incommunicado. And now look at you. You're in the Forest Service. How neat is that? Uh, this, like, warm reception she's giving you, as soon as you mentioned that you crossed over into Sylvain, it just vanishes instantly. Uh, and, and you are speaking to her sort of excitedly like this to, you know, a fairly grim expression now. And she says, yeah, it's been a big six years. Why don't you come inside, Thacker? And she no, yeah. she saunters back uh, into the station and uh, shuts the door behind you. Um, and you see a map of the Monongahela uh, National Forest uh, with sort of Kepler down in the down in the corner of it. And uh, you can see that she has this this big sort of uh, oblong shape um, that it takes you a second to like figure out what it is and then you realize it's the perimeter that the FBI has has drawn around the archway it's the the section of topside and of the forest that they have kind of uh, closed off and um, she walks over to a, a little uh, cabinet next to the next to a stove a small stove that's in here and she says you want some coffee, tea? What? 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 Do you, what do you? What's your jam now? Did it change when you crossed over into the alien planet, or what's up? Nah, I would love some tea. Do you have any of them Milanos? I love them Milanos. I haven't had one in it for a long time, and the, you know the what they come in the package and they're real fancy, and they got their own little white paper cups that they sit in. She mm. she walks over to a stool in the corner and grabs it and then stands on it. And then on top of the cabinet, she has hidden a secret stockpile of uh, of Milano cookies, which she walks over and pops open and sort of uh, uh, holds the open package towards you. I feel like everybody hides their Milano oh, cookies. Yeah. I feel like you like have Milanos, they're hidden. Mine are hidden from myself, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> she says... Uh, gotta be honest, Thacker, it's good to see you. It's less good to find out that, uh, you've been tied up in all this, this alien monster, monster business, cause, I'm, have you seen what they have done to our forest? And she gestures towards the map. Um, yes, I have. I have, you know, and it's, it's sad, and it sucks, uh, and I got, I, I got a way that, that you can help make it better. How's that sound? I mean, I can appreciate that, but we are the Monongahela National Forest Service. I, d I don't think we outrank the the FBI there. We're getting absolutely trampled on here, Thacker. Uh, they're, they're just kind of how do you how do you how do you feel about that? You know, I mean, it's bullshit. Like I know 
this is a sort of unprecedented there there isn't necessarily an order of operations from the Monongahela National Forest Service to the Federal Bureau of Investigation but I'm pretty sure that it's it's not supposed to work like this and she gestures to the map and she says they don't have jurisdiction they can't just come in and you know fuck up the forest whenever they want to and and what would you should do something about that then right what the what am I going to do here this again is the FBI I work for the Forest Service, is it? I realize that, but 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 here's what I want to know: Do, Are you so locked into protocol? Are you so locked into the bureaucracy that your love of this forest is going to be dictated by a bunch of rules by a bunch of people sitting in Washington D.C.? Uh, this is this is probably where you are manipulating someone unless I don't know what the uh, searchers like move sets are. I don't know if you have some special thing that allows you to, you know, try and compel somebody to have you, uh, you know, no, he's something. got, he's got nothing. He's got no charm. He's got, okay. He's the anti. He's got no charm. He's got no, I mean, he, no, most of his stuff is sensing stuff. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulate someone plus charm. Uh, you are asking for her help in the plan and, uh, you know, using her love of this forest and disdain for the, uh, the bureaucracy that is sort of ruining it, uh, as, as the, the fulcrum for that. Okay. Plus charm. No charm. Zero charm for Arlo Thacker. That's a six. Uh, that is a hard failure unless you want to use a luck point. You do have all of your Thagger luck points back. I guess you started. I guess I. The luckiest guy on earth. Oh, I do, don't I? (laughs) I'll use a luck point. Don't use it if you don't want to. I'm using it. I'm using that luck point. Don't try to stop me. Okay. Okay. Oh, my. Uh, That bumps it up to a 12. You see Juno sigh, and then she, like, she pounds on the map on the table, and then she does it again a second time and pulls her hand away and says, All right, fuck it. Yeah. Sorry for cussing. Yep. Let's, yep. What is the plan? What's the plan? Are we going to like. Uh, All right. Here's, listen, this is the thing. No bombs, right? To- no bombs. No, 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 not no, like no. An armed no, no. insurrection. No. Okay. No, this is, this is not a, you do not have to take a proactive rule move. I'm just saying, we're going to be trying to get past the, the FBI. We're going to, we're trying to find out, you know, things like where is Agent Sturm and, and I really want to find Mama, but I, I don't know how high that is in the priority list. But we're going to be in and out of this this forest. I only came to you because I am trying to show you respect, and I'm trying to keep you in the loop. You don't got to do nothing except maybe if you see us skulking through the woods, you know, look another way. Well, I mean, I- and and being ready. In case things go south, which they probably will. I mean, I, I I can keep an eye out for you, but if you go skulking through the woods trying to get toward that compound, then their sensors are almost certainly going to find you first. Um, unless well, I bet a, I bet a clever person like you could figure out a way around those those sensors, though, right? You know, Thacker, I think a clever person like me may be able to find a way around those sensors. I thought so. You know, from that day we sat by the stream and looked at your sketchbook, I knew there was something special about you, Juno Divine. That I'm going to help you do a federal crime. Aubrey, you make your way over to the sheriff's station, uh, which is, it was just kind of just off the path of destruction when the mountaintop fell, uh, as you can see. Uh, and so you can see that sort of off in the distance as you as you approach. Um, and you walk into the front door and at the uh, main desk there, you see Detective Megan walk out from the back room. And uh, she says, uh, hi, welcome to the Kepler Sheriff's Station. And she locks eyes with you. And I think the last time you saw her, you did magic with your hands and it made her black out. Uh-huh. And she says, what, what, how, what do you, how can I help you? Hi. Um, I'm looking for Sheriff Zeke, please. We gonna, you gonna burn him up? Or you gonna 
No. I just, I need to talk to him. I need his help. And, and, and if I'm being honest, detective, probably your help too. And if Dewey's around, is he around? I admittedly should have checked in on that a lot sooner than now. Are you gonna Avada Kedavra me? Are you gonna take me right to Chicago with your spells? No! <laughs> you can stay right here. No one needs to go to Chicago. Uh, I think Sheriff uh, Owens uh, opens the door uh, into his office and you see him poke his head out and he looks at Detective Megan and just kind of sighs and looks at you and says, get the hell in here, Aubrey. And okay. retreats inside. Uh, and you step into his office and he shuts the door behind you and walks over to his desk. Uh, and it is a, it's a mess. It is, it is, uh, full of paperwork that you assume is coming from sort of the federal level that he maybe doesn't know how to deal with. And he, he looks up at you from, from just this pile of red tape and he says, not to like lay it on. But y'all know this is your fault, right? You tell me about this way sooner, we could have dealt with it ourselves instead of losing half our town to the fucking powers that be. Listen, uh, there's a part of me that wants to just sit here uh, and, and say, yes, you're right, you're right. But I will say, that's uh, some Monday morning quarterbacking. It's easy to say that now. But if things had gone really well before and you all hadn't known about it, you'd be sleeping a lot better at night. You all wouldn't be have so much to worry about, uh, and it would have been fine. So yes, things have come to a head, uh, and maybe it would have been different if we included you sooner. But that wasn't really up to me at that point, and uh, we're including you now, which seems like we're taking oh, a step forward. Oh, you're including me now. Yes. Awesome. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What? So what is it? What's the big plan? We gonna strap on proton packs and go get them? Well, I don't care for the tone. It's Sheriff. just, I don't know what kind of fucking <laughs> harebrained scheme you and the rest of them cryptonomica folks are whipping up, but like, if you We're think We're amnesty that folks. Please don't brand us as cryptonomica folks. That makes it sound like weird. Amnesty. That's nice. That's a nice word. I, I appreciate you thinking of me, Aubrey. Oh, gosh, I do. But just just banish the thought of me being able to do anything to help out. I'm not going to make an enemy of the fucking FBI. That's nonsense. You wanted us to let you in on it sooner, right? You wanted us to tell you what's up, right? And we didn't. And you're pissed. Yes. I get yes. that. Okay, cool. Here's your chance. If we don't do something tonight, our world is going to end. So I guess the question you need to ask yourself is, what's worse, making an enemy of the FBI or everything suddenly being nothing? I mean, neither sounds great if I'm being honest. Yeah, but I didn't really ask that, did I, Sheriff? Which one sounds worse? You hear a voice uh, come from uh, the supply closet adjacent, and it says, uh, I think the world in it sounds worst. Hey, did you put Dewey in the closet? I didn't put Dewey damn nowhere. That's where he likes to hang out. And Dewey just phases through the door. And he's like, <laughs> nobody puts Dewey in the closet. Dewey phases through the door. And he says, I, I do like it in there. It's dark. It helps me think my thoughts. That's nice. Hey, Dewey, do you want to help us? Hell, yeah, I guess. You're the one that's sort of, you're sort of my um, spectral mom, if you think about it. So I think Please. I am. I do owe you a sort of life debt. So, And the sheriff says, Dewey, this is weird, man. I'm telling you, you don't want to team up with them. They are harbingers of death. The whole lot of them. Listen, I got, I got family into. I got my son to think about. I can't mm. just, I can't just throw away my life running afoul of the federal government because some magician came into my office and told me that the Wizard. apocalypse is about. A what? Wizard. I can do real. I guess both. I mean, both are accurate at this point. I guess. Here's the thing. Let's not get hung up on that. You mentioned your son, right? Yep. There's lots of lives at stake here, Sheriff. Lots of people's sons. Lots of people's daughters. Lots of people's children. Lots of people. Everyone. Everyone on this world and the next. Literally. Are in trouble. <laughs> and we got a town full of folks who are the only ones who can do anything to save the world. I... I wish this wasn't the case. Listen, 
I have a lot of fun going on these adventures and fighting monsters and doing magic and stuff, but I lost one of my best friends two months ago. I know how scary and permanent this shit can be, and I know how much easier it would be if we could all just keep our heads down and not piss people off and make the easy decisions and... But that's not what it's like. When you have the responsibility of protecting people, you don't get to make easy decisions. You don't get to keep your head down. You don't get... You don't get safety. And I think you understand that more than most people in this town. I think that that is a, as strong a case as you're going to be able to give. I think uh, manipulate someone. Roll plus charm. That is a oh, seven plus one, an eight. Uh, they'll do something if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. He says, um, how many other folks have you got on board with this, this harebrained scheme there, Aubrey? Well, and you might not like this, admittedly, but the Hornets are going to help. Cool, cool, great. This is getting better and better. Yeah, I figured. Uh, We got a big, powerful alien woman. Uh, Leo runs the general store. He's actually a chosen warrior. He's going to help. Dr. Drake, the scientist from the uh, telescope, she's actually a chosen warrior. She's going to help. Cool. You got a whole sort of... Barkley is Bigfoot. He's going to help. Barclay's fucking what? He's Bigfoot. Jake is a seal. He's okay, gonna help. St- hold up. You don't have to list them all out. It was just I wanted to make sure you had the muscle. Mothman's gonna help. Oh, oh, you're melting my fucking brain. Just give me a second to say what I'm gonna say, Aubrey. The guy who looks like that movie star, he's gonna help. He's really a billy goat in real life. Everyone in town knew that one. That one everyone yeah, knew. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one everyone got. Although I do like the fiction that maybe Kepler, the citizens of Kepler accepted that J.D. Salinger, like, uh, he had just moved to their town, right? And he's just, like, living there. But if you try, he, he loves his privacy because he's happy to be out of the limelight. So if you talk to him, all he'll do is sheep noises. Have we all forgotten his name? Billy? No, the actor. No, the actor. I cannot. Conjure his name. I, right? Travis forgot it, and it made me forget it. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan. Thank God, you, thank Jesus. You. Uh, that was weird, Trav. You're forgetting it. Made me forget. <laughs> I pulled it. it out of your brain. I destroyed it. I'll make you. Oh God, I'll make you a deal. I'll help you out. I'll do whatever you want. I ain't gonna go to war with the FBI, but whatever else y'all need, I can lend a hand. But you're you're gonna leave. You gotta leave Calvin out of it. You gotta make sure that he stays safe. If things really do break bad in Kepler tonight, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk my son's life. You know, go going to bat for y'all. I hope y'all can at least understand that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I totally get that. Well. All right. Uh. So. Um. What is my involvement? gonna look like and how many laws am I gonna have to break in order to do it you know I'd rather think of it as just breaking one big law um that's that's gonna help me feel better about the whole thing um but yeah I'll run you through what we're doing I think probably we're gonna need you leading the kind of ground forces here to make sure everybody's ready to stop this big evil thing that's coming through I'll tell you all about it um also and this is just a side note you don't have any way to like get a message to agent stern do you the fbi dude yeah okay just let him know that shit might go down but in a really vague way that doesn't make it so that they come for us ahead of time even as i'm saying it i know it's, it's a big ass. it is poppycock uh, Aubrey, I mean, I only met the dude once, and I we didn't exchange numbers or nothing like that. I don't know how much sway you think I have up with the uh, the FBI, but I can assure you the answer is basically none. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, your help with with the with the people on the ground, and you know, just being there as a calming, well trained presence, I think will help a lot. Yeah. Great. Dewey, you're in too, right? Hell yeah, man. What are we going to be doing? 
Well, you know, I was just thinking, man, you know what's really distracting and also doesn't have to worry about gunfire? A ghost. Yeah, man. It can't kill me twice, I think. Yep. I'm trapped on this mortal plane walking as a specter for the rest of time. Well, that makes me feel bad, but... It's like they say, kill me once, shame on you. (laughs) Kill me twice. Don't make sense. know where this scene takes place duck duckalus it's at their living room okay where is their their living room i think that uh, i mean in their house yeah their house would almost certainly be on top side like i think i think we can fudge it maybe they're just in a really nice part of riverside maybe it's at his like office okay what is where does on the other side of city hall near daryl's bait and crossfit wow that's a busy block huh well yeah well bud we only have the six of them how about it's across from St. Francis? How's that? Is that better? Yeah, sure. That's the hospital. Okay. okay. Yeah, he works in like hospital administration. Doesn't that feel right? Ooh, okay, I like that. Yeah, that feels right. So his office is across the street in his administrative building. Okay. So I asked him and Muffy to come down. Yeah. All right, adding this to the map. Uh, you arrive at uh, this building that didn't exist 15 seconds ago. And it Whoop. looks like uh, yes, it, it did. looks like a, it always existed. It was just beneath the stone. We had to deploy the stone. <laughs> it looks like a building. No, I, this is just like a. Uh, there's probably a sky bridge connecting the 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 main hospital and the administrative building. Uh, and uh, reception shows you up, and I think that the office building is mostly uh, empty at this point. There are probably a lot of uh, commuters into Kepler who are just not allowed in town. But you know what, Muffy and Winthrop, they are. Uh, they're, they're staples of the community and, uh, you find them in, uh, Winthrop's big corner office and, uh, they just look at you judgmentally as you enter. Yeah. Never mind. Nope. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm out. Sorry to waste your time. Bye. I'm leaving. Bye. Uh, okay. If that's, uh. I'm, I guess that's more time that me and Muffy can spend God, playing them call. listen to yourself how you sound, God. What's wrong with how we sound? We're just talking about playing Mancala. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you know what? I'm going to give myself fucking 60 seconds, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to get the fuck out of Team Rocket HQ. God. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so here's here's the deal. I know about the hunting club. They look at each other nervously as I look at you, Justin, nervously. I know about the hunting club. I know that you and all your rich friends are out there in the forest with illicitly hunting protected species. I know about it. My boss said that, you know, you, you know this guy, he knows this guy, you know that guy, whatever, on and on and on and on. And I, and I couldn't go after it, but I know about the hunting club. And you know what? There's no one left to tell me that I can't go after it. That's let, let let's establish that. All right? I know. But here's the good news. I'm willing to turn a blind eye and only because if this doesn't work, there's not going to be any animals to worry about anyway, so what the fuck do I care? I'm willing to turn a blind eye. And in exchange, I'm offering you and all your garbage friends a chance at the greatest hunt of all. Man. Man. <laughs> no, actually, for a long time, they thought it was man. and uh, But it turns out it's fucking uh, angry demons from a hell planet. That's kind of the number one. It, we're cool as hell to hunt. We're a very strong, very compelling number two. But uh, no, it is demons. I want you and your all your the trash people that you associate with to get your guns and your whatever fucking mink stoles or whatever you dullards wear and come on out and shoot some fucking demons uh, with us. So we might have a solitary shot of making it through the night. Man, I think manipulate, I guess manipulate someone. 
Unless you, what was the thing you kept? Oh, the thing you kept was escape plan. Yeah, no, it's escape. Yeah, I'm gonna, this is I'm gonna this is manipulate it. someone for sure. Plus charm. Yeah. Please roll good. God, I want this to work so badly. Ha ha! That's a nine. That's a nine plus charm. Plus charm. Ten. That's a ten. That's a complete success. Okay. Ah, uh, oh, man, all those people who loved Muffy and Winthrop before this moment just found out they were poachers. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Winthrop. Oh no, uh, all my Muffy and Winthrop cosplay. Yeah. Muffy says, Oh dear, Muffy, it sounds like it could be a real treat hunting demons from the other realm. <laughs> and uh, Winthrop says, Oh, I've always treat. Mm, you make a hard case, Duck Nude. And you're willing to turn the other way, turn the other, the, the other cheek? That's not what that means, but. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you've convinced me it sounds like a real hoot. And Winthrop uh, op- gets a key out of his pocket and opens up a-, a drawer in his desk, and you see him pull out and slip on a signet ring that he <laughs> walks over to uh, a-, a-, a picture of him and Muffy on a speedboat hanging on the wall and moves it out of the way and enters the signet ring into a hole, which he turns. <laughs> and then a-, a panel rotates out, revealing a, a-, a black phone which Winthrop picks up and presses a single button on, and then you hear him speaking in Latin for several minutes. And then he pulls his ear away from the receiver, and he mouths, what time? What time are we? Uh, not, I mean, it's going to kick off at 9.30. Okay. And we... But if they could get there a few minutes early, it would be, we'll there's s- really no need to wait till the last minute. We'll say 9.15, and that way they'll actually be there at 9.30. Oh, okay. Sorry. Ipsis epcom I don't know Latin. Uh, no, that was it. That's it. That's all the Latin there is. Uh, and Muffy stands up and uh, reaches into uh, her big, big purse and pulls out another signet ring and hands it to you. And she says, just um, just in case you, you, you know, decide that uh, tonight is, uh, is fun and you decide it seems like you can maybe keep a secret. And she raises her eyebrows. Would you like to join the Shadow Brethren, or...? Jesus Christ. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I'm walking out the door. Oh, fuck. All hail Muffy and Winthrop. The last great hope for planet Earth. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Janet Varney. And like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Bree. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop, like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Listen, we already know that you love genre movies, film craft, and female filmmakers. So, if you love all those things, then by transitive property, you love my podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Hi, I'm film critic April Wolf. Every week, I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their favorite genre film. Each episode covers the filmmaking process, working in the film industry, and just like general geeking out about awesome movies. I've had such great guests like the big sick writer Emily Gordon. To me, indie movies as of late have come to be a catch-all term for a movie that kind of 
defies genre? Billy Madison and Half-Baked director Tamara Davis. When a comedian comes and enters onto my set, they're they're just there to be funny, and we're all ready and waiting for them to be funny. Horror industry veteran and actor Barbara Crampton. That's where real drama lies for me. What's what's between you and I speaking right now? Where where are we meeting? And what's the energy that we create between us? And so many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.